Hello, hello, Aisha Grove here, the host of the Encouraged Overcomer podcast. I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad that you showed up today. You are here and ready for this discussion, and I'm excited for you to walk away encouraged. Hello, I am so glad that you're here today. Welcome to another episode of the Encouraged Overcomer podcast. I'm your host, Aisha Grove, and this is where we explore practical ways to strengthen our faith and overcome life's challenges. So if you're new here, I'm glad that you're here. And today I have an exciting topic to discuss, how to build better habits that will stick to create the life that you want. After listening to this episode, you'll know why it's so hard to break a habit, why it's important not to beat yourself up over unachieved goals, and how to change a habit for the better by using proven techniques from some of the best experts in the area of habit hacking. So I'm going to be sharing some things that I've learned that have been helping me, and I want to make sure that you have that And I always provide resources at the end. And I'll also be giving you a framework that you can use that will help you to create better habits that you can apply right away. Before we get started, I want to add a disclaimer that some of the things that I'm going to say might feel like I know your life story, but it's only because I've been through the struggle of wanting to level up in one moment to feeling like a complete failure before even getting started on making the change. I had to say that because I want to remind you that you're not alone in your struggles of trying to break old habits and create new ones. So right away, the first habit that we're going to break right now, before I get into all of this is the one where we associate habits with being good or bad. I want you to just take that out of your mind and look at it like old and new. Just like the Bible says, all things have passed away and become new. I like referring to habits as either old or new because in my opinion, they fall into two categories under both old and new. The old habits are either patterns that you've had for a long time that you're trying to break or habits that you've done consistently for a long time that has gotten you great results to where you are today. And under the new habits, they're either the habits that you desire for yourself that you want to have in your life so that you can be a better version of yourself or they're habits that you feel like you should be doing in order to be successful. So let's get into it. It's interesting how the older we get, the more we feel like we need to have it all together. And somehow we feel that we should be able to quickly morph into this fearless human with the mindset of a superhero. Now, I want you to take a moment and just imagine with me. Think of your favorite superhero. If you don't have one, then think about someone in your life whose character you really admire. It could be someone famous or a family or a friend. Now, who is that superhero or person in your life that you would want to switch places with for a day? Picture that superhero or that person in your head. Think about the amazing things that they've done. Think about some decisions that they would make, where they would go, and what they would do on a daily basis. It's pretty impressive, right? Now, think of them before they earned their reputation as a superhero. For me, my favorite superhero is Batman. Now, I know there's some controversy over this, who's the best superhero and everything, but 
I just like Batman because he's more human than anything else. He has no superpowers, but he has combat training and he's martial arts trained. He constantly puts himself in danger to save others. He's someone to look up to and he's really, really smart. He always seems to be one step ahead of his enemies. And of course, you may have a superhero that you like way more than Batman. And it's really funny because when I was working at the YMCA in North Carolina, I had my uh, right-hand person, my assistant, and we were together all the time putting out fires. I mean, we ran summer camp, after school, childcare programming, you name it. And we were just really like in the vibe and in the mode, the headspace of like, we got this. We're going to take on the world. We can do this. And trying to inspire our employees and our coworkers and just getting the work done. And they started to call me Batman and my coworker, my assistant, Robin. So that was a nickname for me too. So Batman, there's some sentiment into why he is one of my favorite superheroes. So Pick one, think about them, and just remember now that they always had a starting point or have a starting point. So tell me later, if you do this exercise, tell me later what superhero you picked and why, because I'm super curious about that. And I want to learn about you. So think about my example, Batman. Before he was Batman, he was just Bruce Wayne. He was a helpless kid whose parents were killed. And that was a breaking point for him when he decided to fight crime. And that's what made him Batman. It was a decision and then consistent action after the decision for him to become a hero. Just like the people that we admire, we hear of amazing Bible characters or famous speakers like Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, and if you haven't heard of these people, you need to rewind this and you need to write their names down and look them up. Because if you're looking for motivational speeches or just inspiration, then these are all great places to start. And what they all have in common is they have a story and they have a breakthrough. We see them where they are or were at their best when they had to go through struggles to get there. And those struggles aren't all gone just because people know their name now. No one has it all together, no one. There are just some people who choose to step into their powers and those who choose to stay the same. But we each get to choose. So where are you today? And I know you're like, what in the world? does a superhero or somebody that I admire have to do with habits? Well, the reason they have to do with habits is because we always think that the greatness of somebody is where they started. And that's not the case. You have to work hard for what you want and you have to make intentional action towards your goals so that you can be the best version of yourself. The good news is that whether you're content with where you are or you're wanting to change, you can make it even better from here on out and it's not too late.
Just know that sometimes we get in our own way. Why is it so hard to break a habit and change it for the better? We're naturally resistant to change. I've heard people say, oh, you don't want it bad enough. But I've been there where I've wanted something so bad that I wouldn't allow myself to want it. I didn't believe I could do it or that it could be me or that I deserved that good thing or I thought I was too late or that I was going to be stuck in my old ways forever. And so it just seemed impossible and it wasn't that I didn't want it. There were days and times where I was just like, I want to be healthier. I want to do better. I want to have control over my day. And then I would just fall back into the same patterns. And so I want to share something with you from the book Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And he talks about habits in his book and he explains that our habits are deeply ingrained patterns of behavior that have been reinforced over time. And so if you're like looking for some scientific explanation of why it's so hard to break a habit, this is exactly why. In the book, Charles says that they become automatic and subconscious responses to certain cues or triggers in our environment. His concept, the habit loop, consists of three components, the cue, the routine, and the reward. The cue is the trigger that prompts the habit, the routine is the behavior itself, and the reward is the positive reinforcement we experience. So this loop becomes deeply ingrained in our neural pathways. So when we try to eliminate the routine without addressing underlying cues and rewards, our brains can resist the change because it's wired to seek the familiar and rewarding behavior. Basically, that means that our brains are wired to seek rewards and avoid things that make us uncomfortable, period. So we naturally take the path of less resistance and we lean into the things that we're naturally good at and will cause us the least amount of effort. Think about waking up in the morning. Imagine that you're lying in bed in your warm covers, you're dreaming away, and all of a sudden, your alarm goes off. That annoying alarm reminding you that it's all over and you need to get up and get your day started. Naturally, you might want to hit the snooze for just 10 more minutes of sleep. Or you might oversleep altogether or get up with an attitude or you might get up right away because it's a habit that you've created for yourself. In college, I had a roommate who worked an early morning shift on campus and she struggled with waking up in the mornings. She had two alarm clocks, one near her bed and one on the opposite end of the room in a spot where she had to get up to turn it off as a way to force herself out of bed. Only she didn't get up and it was so loud. So it would go something like this. The alarm went off near her bed. She would hit the stop button and roll over and go back to sleep. Then the second alarm was set to go off 10 minutes later when she absolutely needed to get up and get ready. That alarm would start ringing on what seemed to be the highest volume possible on the clock. And she would be sound asleep. 
I would try to ignore it so that she could get up herself and turn it off because she would tell me the night before, please don't turn it off. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But after about one minute of just the loud, I jumped out of bed, turned it off and tried to wake her up. She would just grunt. When I would try to tell her that her alarm went off and it's time to get up. And you know, I'm the person that once I'm up, I'm up. So I would just go ahead and get ready for my day. And then I would come back into the room. She would still either be sleeping or she would hear me come in and wake up frantic and upset at herself that she overslept. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was so frustrated at times and I did not have empathy for her and her struggle. But you know that Bible verse that's like, get the sty out of your own eye? (laughs) I had my own issues with a poor, you know, habits as well. Now for me, back in college, I was the one who was typically late to things. Like I made everything because I would get started getting ready for my day or cleaning or doing something and not having a hard stopping point. So I would get into it and then the time would pass by and it would just get away from me. I would be in the middle of straightening my hair. Which, by the way, took two plus hours because when I was in college, it was like you always needed to look your best and have your best foot forward. And I was always trying to look nice and make sure that I was looking like I had it put together. But I wouldn't leave until I was done. And I lived on and off between being in the dorms of the campus and living off campus. And one time... I was staying off campus and this guy asked me on a chapel date and I was like, sure, I'll go with you. So the day that I get ready, I went and got some new shoes. I did a little bit of shopping. I wanted to look so nice. And I even went to get my hair done all before leaving the area that I was in, which was about 45 to 50 minutes away from the college. The stylist that was doing my hair did not know how to do my hair. And instead of using a flat iron to straighten it after blow drying, she blow dried it straight using a comb. Now, if you have curly hair or you know somebody with curly hair, and maybe you don't, you know now, that if you do hair like that, curly hair, it basically makes you look like a chia pet and it creates a ton of frizz. So not only did it take forever, I was in tears by the time she was done, but I paid her and went on my way. Now, by the time I got onto the highway, it was already late morning and of course the traffic was insane. It was bumper to bumper traffic and I knew I was going to be late, but I didn't even have the guy's phone number to tell him that I was going to be late. So basically I stood him up. I don't mean that I got there a few minutes late. I mean, by the time I got to the campus, chapel was over. I think lunch was ending. Students who worked off campus were already gone and heading to their different areas and I parked my car and went searching for this man and I was embarrassed. We ended up getting to spend time together that day. I told him what happened and I was so disappointed with myself because I knew better. 
because I should have planned it better. Because even though I got up super early in the mornings, I didn't have the discipline at that time to get somewhere on time. It was a habit that I had to work hard at intentionally breaking. Now, fast forward to today, I hate being late and I'm not perfect, but I've got a system down for myself and my clock in my car is fast so so that I get to places earlier than expected. I schedule meetings differently. So instead of scheduling a meeting on the hour, I schedule it 15 minutes or more after the hour, I've set alarms as I do things throughout the day so I don't get lost in what I'm doing or feel rushed. And I mean like 15 minutes at a time. If I say I need 15 minutes to spend on this project, then I set my timer for 15 minutes. Or if I know that I have to be done at a certain time, I create a hard stopping point for myself and I use an actual alarm for that. So... I really have come a long way and I am really punctual aside from life situations happening like there's an accident or something like that. But at the same time, I give myself some grace as well as others. I didn't have empathy for my college roommate and she probably didn't have empathy for me either. She was like, why is she always late? You know, like we all have our own things that we are working on. So whatever it is for you, whether you have goals to change your health, either physically, financially, spiritually, or emotionally, don't beat yourself up. It's important to remember that consistent effort and action is better than perfection every single time. Remember that example that I gave you earlier about the superheroes? They each have some sort of kryptonite that has the ability to derail them or take them down. We all have moments of setbacks and slip-ups along the way. Beating ourselves up over these only reinforces negative emotions and can lead to a cycle of self-sabotage. We can start to punish ourselves for not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Things like, oh, I didn't get my workout in and so I'm going to work out for two hours tomorrow because I didn't do it the day before. And then we wonder why it's hard for us to continue working out because we've placed this incredible mountain in front of us and we're expecting to take it on with one big leap instead of a little bit at a time and one foot in front of the other. So when we dwell on our past failures, it keeps us stuck in a negative mindset. It shrinks our confidence and it makes it harder to gain the resilience needed to move forward. This self-criticism can create a sense of shame and guilt, which can make things worse. Constantly focusing on past failures prevents us from being present in the moment and fully embracing the opportunities for growth and change that lie ahead. It distracts us from learning valuable lessons from our mistakes and adapting our strategies. So instead of dwelling on past failures, it's more beneficial to adopt a mindset of compassion, grace, and curiosity. And I learned about curiosity a while back. I was listening to a TED Talk because habits happen to be something that really interests me, like wanting to make sure that I can have discipline and control and also manage my life. It appeals to me. So I was watching a TED Talk on how curiosity can help you have a breakthrough. And so 
he was talking about in his TED talk, basically shifting our mindset from thinking of something that's hard that's in front of us and how big it feels and seems to shrinking it down to being curious about it and taking one little step of action towards it in our curiosity to discover more and then learn about it and learn about ourselves in the process. And then it becomes enjoyable and it can shift our perspective and how we look at challenges in our life. It's so important to recognize that making positive changes takes time, effort, and perseverance. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding, just as you would a close friend or a loved one who's going through a similar journey. Now, we all have friends in our lives and family members that they're trying to accomplish big goals. And a lot of times, if we're close to each other, we tell each other the things that we're trying to do. And if somebody that you love came up to you and they were just like, oh my goodness, I'm worthless. I guess this is just how it's going to be. I just can't get it together. You don't tell them, yeah, you really need to get it together. This is not okay. And you don't beat them up because you know that they already know what you're going to say and they're already hard on themselves. We're all hard on ourselves already. And so just being that person that is in their space that's going to uplift and encourage them goes a long way. And the same way you would talk to a friend who's feeling kind of low about themselves in that moment is the same way that you can pull yourself out of a funk as well. Like, hey, I may not be feeling the greatest right now, but you know what? I am putting in effort and I will see results soon. I just have to keep at it. And talking to yourself in that way will make a big difference in how you feel about what you're doing. So when you experience a setback, use it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Reflect and get curious on what triggered the setback and what you can do differently next time and get to get to know yourself and learn yourself because you are uniquely, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so there are reasons for your setbacks. There's reasons that you're continuing to do things. There's a deeper meaning behind it. And so once you adjust your approach and you seek the support you need, that's what coaches are for. That's what I do. I help coach people if you're looking for someone, but do that and then recommit to your goals. Remember that God's grace is sufficient. What you're seeking for, what you're searching for that you think is out there is already within you. You want somebody else to be the superhero and get all the superpowers and it's all within you. The powers are there and all you have to do is tap into it. And to do that, you just gotta be a little more curious about what's going on and stop just throwing in the towel and giving up and quitting Thinking that, oh, because this isn't working, I must just be all wrong or it's just not for me. Sometimes you're just right there on the brink of your breakthrough and it's a very fine line. And so nobody can tell you exactly when that's going to happen. But if you stick with it long enough, you will get there. And that is the reward of resilience and perseverance. So let go of the past. Release the burden of self-condemnation. 
So when you're like, wow, I've done this 101 times, I've tried to lose weight, I've tried to eat healthier, it just doesn't work, nothing works for me, then that is not going to help you. So get rid of those those thoughts of where you're just holding yourself hostage and prisoner over the past setbacks that you've had and focus on your present moment. Embrace the opportunity for growth and transformation that each day brings. Because as you know, every day is a new day. God's mercies are new every morning and his compassions, they fail not. You have everything you need within the day ahead. And you don't have to think about 30 days from year, from now, a year from now. You can think about getting through today and making it the best possible day you can and doing one thing today that's going to push you closer to your goals. And once you look at it in that small little snippet of time, then it will help you to make these little incremental changes that reap great rewards. So with God's guidance and a mindset of of compassion, you can overcome setbacks, learn from your experience, and continue making progress towards building the life that you desire, that you want. Can't change the past, but you can change the here and now. So here are a couple things that I learned from books that I've read recently that have helped me and I want to share it with you. One powerful concept that can transform your habits is the five second rule by Mel Robbins. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's super simple, but effective. When you feel an urge to take action or make a change, you count backwards from five and take immediate action. So the rule interrupts your autopilot behavior and gives you the momentum to act. So try it next time that you're tempted to hit the snooze button or to procrastinate on something. When you think about something you know that you need to be doing in this moment, count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. And then immediately do it. Instead of giving yourself the time to talk yourself out of it. If you haven't read this book, I will make sure to put the link in the description of the show so that you can look it up. But I'm telling you, it's a life changer. I love this book. I am currently reading it right now in this moment. And I'm also a part of a group coaching program through Mel Robbins right now that I'm taking. And I am in like the first six weeks of transformation and I'm literally on day three. And I am just like, oh my goodness, it seems like a lot, but you know what? I'm doing it. And one of the things that I am doing which is very hard right now is that typically I would get up around 4 20 a.m and I was even I wasn't even consistent in that because I would decide if I wanted to or not naturally my body wakes up at that time and so if I felt like I needed a little more rest I would just go ahead and do that but this is stretching me to prioritize my sleep and also to get up and take charge of my day. And so I committed to like getting up 30 minutes earlier than my normal time to really push myself and see all of what I can do in a day's time. And so now I'm waking up at 3.45 a.m. And now, like I said, this is only the third day. And I am telling you, it is hard as heck, but I am using... A lot of these things that I'm sharing with you to help me to get through each moment, moment by moment. And so it is not 
something that I'm an expert in. It is something that I am growing in. I am learning and I might mess up, but I am going to get back on track. I'm not going to let it derail me. I'm not going to beat myself up just like I'm sharing with you right now. And I'm excited for where I'm going to be six weeks from now. I'm constantly pushing myself to grow and to learn and to be the best version of me because I know that I can be better for the other people that are in my life. And by the way, so can you. Another great resource is the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I absolutely love this book. It completely changed how I think about habits and I used to take on all of these goals. I used to be like, if I was in a zone and I was in a mode where I was like, I need to make change, I was like, all right, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna eat healthier, I'm gonna read a book every week, every month, whatever it was, I would just say, I'm gonna read my Bible every day, I'm gonna pray for 20, 30 minutes every day. I would just tag on all of these things all at once and then I would wonder why I f was feeling like a failure <laughs> because it was so much at one time. But he talks about, you know, the power of tiny incremental changes. And he encourages us to focus on small, consistent actions that compound over time, like compound interest at a bank. It's like there's compound interest in your results and in your habits when you are more consistent than inconsistent over time, then you start to see results in what you're doing. And so remember, it's not about dramatic overnight transformation, but about making small changes every day that align with your desired outcome. And when I say align, I mean that if you are struggling and you're going back and forth between, I really want this in my life, but I can't, I can't get there. Why can't I do this? That is perfectly normal. But guess what? That little push inside you that's telling you, hey, I really need to get my health in order. Hey, I really need to get my finances in order so that I can feel more confident and just be better. Like your mind is putting those thoughts into you so that it can remind you of who you're really meant to be. So that financial goal that you really, really wish you had and you want to be in is where you have the ability to be in. And that's your desired outcome. Now, when you make choices that go against what you desire, for example, you're like, I wanna be financially free, but then you're like racking up your bill at Starbucks or McDonald's, fast food places here and there, you're not really paying attention to where your money's going and you know when it's coming in, that sort of thing, you're not paying attention to those things, then you're not making concerted effort towards your desired outcome. And that's why you feel less confident. That's why you feel insecure in what you're doing. And the moment that you decide to tap into aligning your choices with your outcome, then you are going to feel relieved you're going to feel a flow. You're not going to feel resistance because guess what? We all know that there's so many things we can change, right? It's like, wow, you hear of somebody who ran an Ironman or a triathlon and you're like, I should be doing that. I want to do that. And you think because somebody else is doing it that you should be the one doing it, but maybe that's not for you and that's okay. And it may not be for you because you're not actually willing to put in the work to 
do that. And so that's why you fall short is because you're like not really willing to put everything else aside to commit. And when I say commit, I mean 100% because if it's less than 100%, if it's 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, then you're not committed. Because once you're committed and you say to yourself, I don't want to do that Ironman because someone else is doing it. And you know, deep down in your heart that like, every time you see someone do an Ironman, you feel like, oh man, that tug or that pull that like, I really, really want to do that. And that would just make me feel so happy and powerful and confident. And you, you really dig deep and you figure out what those things are that you see someone else doing and you're like, wow, they're doing this. And that that pool that you feel a little bit jealous about, you're like, man, why can't I do that? Then maybe that's an invitation for you to explore that and to really put in that commitment to see the superpowers that you have and what you're made of. I love it when like a superhero is just like learning that they have powers. And so you will see them like, testing things out and working to control their powers as well like you know for example if there's a superhero that has a power to like laser something and break it then they may realize oh that laser is too strong it can blow up 10 buildings and instead they have to focus in and shoot that laser to one target and try to get it right and so they practice and practice until they got it and then they're like almighty unstoppable and it's the same thing for you you just have to tap into it over and over and over again and that can happen at any time and it's not too late and the awesome thing about it is one day it's going to click for you and you're going to feel like you're ready nobody's pushing you to do it nobody's telling you oh you know you can lose a few pounds or oh you shouldn't be eating that it's not good for your health it's you internally like i know that i desire to be a healthy person and the reason I feel guilty when I'm eating this right now is because it's not aligning with who I am. And it's more than just like one food that you're eating or not eating and things like that. It's like an awareness when you're being present in the moment. You're allowing yourself to feel. You're stopping your thoughts and you're thinking about what is this actually meaning to me and who I am and who I desire to be? It could be anything. It doesn't have to be a health goal or a financial goal. It can be a spiritual goal. It can be something where you're just like, I want to achieve something. It can, it can be an academic goal. There are things that are you are in tuned with, that you you seek and you search for and you want and they are meant for you and when you feel those tugs and those pulls that's an indication that you should take action in that area and I don't mean because of peer pressure I mean because you're like why do I constantly feel like I'm struggling with my health and I I just want to feel better I just want to be better that's not a time to beat yourself up that's a time to get excited. You are pumping life into yourself. You are living. That's what it's all about. Experimenting, living your life and seeing what works for you 
and tapping into that power that you have and attempting it over and over and over and over again. And I love what David Goggins says, um, instead of thinking of things that you don't accomplish as a failure, think of it as an attempt. That was my first attempt, second attempt, third attempt. Think about Edison and how his experimentations and all that he's done. And it's like, it wasn't that he did try to create the light bulb one time, two times. It was over a hundred different times. And he didn't give up. And he didn't even get to see the extent of the work that he did before he died. Because look at us now. Look at just so much that has been able to come from that and then it was what he started and then somebody else picked up on that and expanded it because someone else was able to take the courage and tap into their powers and attempt and attempt and attempt and I think about Mel Robbins mentioning the story about the life of Picasso, the famous artist, and how he ended with about nine masterpieces that people recognize and know. But it's said that he painted about 50,000 pieces of artwork during his lifetime. He lived until he was 91 years old. And imagine... 50,000 pieces to have nine that came out to be super successful. Now, a lot of times we think, well, I'm just going to attempt something and I'm going to try and I'm going to try. And then we don't even give it a chance to work for us. Work at it until it works for you. That's my challenge to you today is to work at it until it works, until it happens for you. Now, let's dive into a framework that you can follow to build those lasting positive habits. Think about reaching a higher level or a better version of yourself and flying high, like that superhero we were talking about. We'll use the acronym HIGH, which stands for H, highlight your desired outcome. Be clear about what you want to achieve and why it matters to you. Keep your why strong because a lot of times we focus on the how. We put all this planning and pepper preparation together and we're like, I got this. I'm going to do this. And then we forget the why. Your why goes so much deeper than that. It goes so much deeper than a choice. Why? What would it do for you? What would it do for your family? Dig deep and find out the core values of why you want to do something. Because it's not just as simple as saving money. There is something deeper than that. Maybe you've come from a background where you didn't have money growing up. You were always struggling. You always felt like and whenever somebody in your life had a dollar, they just burned holes through their pocket. As soon as they got it, it was gone. There was no savings. There was no nothing. And you don't want that to happen to you. You don't want your kids to grow up like that. You want to be able to go places. Maybe you didn't get to explore the world and you didn't know what it was like to go to a different country. Or you want to find out what that's like for yourself. 
and you want to be in a financial situation where you don't feel bad for being able to do that in your life and what it can do for your family, for your children, for your generational wealth after you're gone. There's a deeper meaning for why you want to do what you want to do in this life. And so I love what Simon Sinek says when he says start with why. It's like going five levels deep. So why would that matter to you? And then answer that and then ask why again and then answer it again and then why again and just keep going deeper and deeper until you figure out and get to the meaning of exactly why something really matters to you and remind yourself of that why every single time you want to give up every single time you're scared to do the hard thing you five four three two one and you start you don't have to be perfect you don't have to have it all together that little action of starting starting is the hardest part of anything that is something you're trying to accomplish it's the hardest part is getting started some people don't even start anything that they say they want to do because they're afraid of the start and you know deep in your heart that once you start and you start with all that you've got that life's going to happen and it's going to come in the way and you're just like this seems so much it seems so hard no i want you to take it one step at a time you will get there if you want to improve your physical health identify the benefits that you hope to gain like having more energy to serve God and others that's just an example but like I said it can be anything be clear highlight that desired outcome and step into who you need to be to make it happen if you're like I want people to look at me and say I'm fit right that's your desired outcome how do you align your choices with that. Then you start acting like that person who is an athlete. And you start saying, I don't skip workouts because I'm an athlete. And you start talking that language, moving that way. Then people start to recognize you as you recognize you. And your actions will match your outcome and your words. And it will come together and you will feel so complete. You won't feel so much resistance. Now I am literally pulling everything out of what I've been learning and applying as well. I want you to know these are things that I have to do. I tap into this for myself and I've been able to achieve higher levels of things that I did not think possible. And if you had told me three years ago, Aisha, you are not gonna be continuing your job, burnt out at this YMCA that you're working at, and you are going to have your dream job, and you're going to be able to travel and connect with people and focus on one thing instead of doing 15 other things and wearing all these different hats, and you are going to have so much flexibility that your schedule is gonna be open for your daughter and for the people in your life life and you're going to get to do more and you're going to get to explore the things that you want to volunteer in. You're going to expand in your business and get to have speaking engagements and coaching people and actually get clients and you're going to help people. If you had told me that three years ago, I would not have believed it because my choices were not aligned with my desired outcome. But I kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and little by little, I was stepping into the purpose that God had for me and the plan that God has for me. And it was like, 
I was at the train stop and the trains were going by and the trains were going by and I was just watching it happen. Things happen for other people and wondering why not me? Why not me? It was because it wasn't my time and it wasn't my train. And you will find your time and your train in that moment when you're feeling like you're just not happy with where you are right now. You have the power to change it. Your train is coming. And when you don't rush it and you get on that right train that was meant for you, then you sit down in your seat and you feel good because you know that this train is going to take you exactly where you need to go. And you can't manipulate that. You can't get on the tracks and try to scoot your hands and make the train move faster. It just goes where it's going. You're along for the ride and it is a great feeling. And all of those things that you've experienced in your past that you thought, oh man, this is going to destroy me. That was chipping away at you. And it was helping you to become exactly who you need to be to step in alignment with your desired outcome for your life and to be in full purpose with what God has for you. So many people are like, what's God's will for my life? What's God's purpose for my life? To live, (laughs) to live in alignment with what you desire. That's his purpose. It's not complicated. We're searching for all these answers. We want proof. We want assurance. And God is telling us to just move towards what you desire for your life to be. And it is there for you. And when that time and that everything lines up and you tap into the powers that you have, not somebody else's, then eventually you'll have the right habits for you not the habits that you think you need to be doing because everyone else is doing it but the right habits for you to create the life that you want oh my goodness I am just on a roll with giving you all the goods that I can possibly give you because I want you to succeed I want you to crush your habits I want you to be a boss be a boss of your day today that's what I want for you so H is highlight your desired outcome I is identify small actions Break your desired outcome into small manageable manageable steps. Don't try to take on a mountain. Just choose one thing that will help push you closer to that. Generate reminders. Create visual cues and reminders to keep your new habit top of mind. So if you are going to be on Instagram, I will be sharing to my story one of the visual cues that I'm using right now during my six-week transformation just so that you can have an idea of what I'm doing. But it's setting up the space and the environment to help you. Now the next thing, H, Harness accountability. Find an accountability partner or join a supportive community. For me, it's my group coaching. I have certain people in my life that help kind of keep me on track, that I give access to helping me and I don't take what they say offensively and I listen to them. And so having that accountability goes a long way. Share your goals with people that can hold you accountable and not try to derail you from it because there's people in your life that are like, they want you to stay like them. They don't want you to level up. And so anytime you're like, I want to do this, I want to do this, they will find a reason for you not to do it. And they'll be like, oh, you work so hard, just give it a rest. And like, there are times for that, but a lot of times we let ourselves off the hook too easy. And so making sure that you have that trusted friend or partner who shares similar goals and um, it will take you a long way. 
So I will share this as well in the show notes because I know I've gone through a lot and very quickly. (laughs) And so I don't want you to miss this. Feel free to use the high framework that I just shared with you. And now to top it all off for all the goods that I could possibly give you in one episode, I'm going to share the top three tips for breaking old habits from just the different books that I've read on this and that I've been, the different things I've been experimenting with. Understand your triggers is number one. Think about the situations and emotions or people that lead you to engage in your old habit. Awareness is the first step towards change. Two, replace, don't remove. Instead of merely eliminating a habit, replace it with a positive alternative. For example, if you tend to snack on unhealthy foods when you're stressed, find healthier snacks or engage in a different stress relieving activity like going for a walk or reading your Bible, something that relieves the stress that is an activity that you're doing. Also, surround yourself with support. I already said harness accountability and surrounding yourself with support is making sure that you have a community of people who are also striving to break old habits. Now this could be a Facebook group, this could be some different activities, social events that are are a part of your community center in your area. So definitely look into that. Look at your local library. They constantly have adult learning, adult support groups, different things and resources for free that you can utilize. And so I just wanted to throw that out out there. But today was packed full of info. I know it's a lot. Choose one thing that I mentioned that you'll commit to doing for one month to help get rid of an old habit and create a new one. Please connect with me and tell me what you will do so that I can be sure to cheer you on in this journey. We're in this together. We are in this together. Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing, I-N-G, continual. It's a continual process. It doesn't stop once you've done a good habit and you're like, yay, I did it and it's over. No, it's repeating it. It's going back to it over and over and over again. And you will be able to change the way you work, the way your mind is programmed. And then you can break free from poor habits and build new life-giving habits. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Have a great day. And above all else, stay encouraged. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If this was valuable to you, please be sure to leave a review. Hit that subscribe button so that you are notified when the next episode launches. And also be sure to share this with someone you love. If you are looking for more resources on how to stay encouraged, please click the link in the description and I'll be happy to serve you. I'm looking forward to the next time. Stay encouraged.